Hello, and thank you for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm joined today by Jackie and Miles. Great. We're the podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. This week, we're going to be talking about two anime episodes. We're going to be talking about Judgment Parts 1 and 2. So I guess Judgment 1 and Judgment 2. Let's start over. No, I'm just kidding. All of Judgment. I thought you were going to be like, Judgment and judgment yeah, that's what i should have done what who's your favorite judge everybody uh dread judy maybe i don't, I don't really s- love judy i've never seen judge dread judge dread is a bad movie dread the like the newer movie from a few years ago is good uh I'll joe brown that. i like joe brown he's pretty good uh i my great uncle was a judge i played a judge in the dare play when i was in fifth grade there was a dare play? And were Judge you like, Jackie. you get a million years for smoking like, reefer? I was like, Zachary Dackery, you are charged with neglect and attempted murder. How do you plead? And it was uh, this kid and all his organs uh, testified against him oh, because boy. he did drugs. That was that was. This sounds play. like a nightmare. It was amazing. This sounds like a dare officer I, dropped acid and I was got, like, I got an idea. I got one of the best like roles. I wasn't, the star, I guess, is the, the fucking druggy kid. Zachary Dackery. Zachary Dackery. Please. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a fun time. I still remember that line. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Before we get into the My episode, favorite judge is the judge from Caso Cerrado. Oh, which okay. Which is the Judge Judy of Univision. Aaron Judge, go Yankees. So, we have to make a pit stop in Correspondence Corner. Ba-ba-da-ba. That just, it means we're going to read emails. People send us emails. Yeah. And we read them. <laughs> you can do it too if you want. I mean, you don't know how this is going to go, but if you're like an optimistic person, just send us emails to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Email us. That's not to say pessimistic people can't email us though. No, they shouldn't though. Oh. They're probably like, you're right, you're right. And they close their doors and lock them. Tell us who your favorite judge is. Yeah. Who's your favorite judge? Is it Jotaro because he judges people? He does. Are you asking me? Yeah. That's why we're making it. Eye contact. No. Are there any judges in... No, there aren't. Okay, anyway. Judge Judge Bizarre's Bye. courtroom. Uh, this is an email that has no subject, and it is from Moomin Rider. How do you know the subject is in parentheses, no subject? Uh, it might be. <laughs> it does say that. Hello again, you bizarre folks. Hello. Moomin Rider here. Hello. I listened to your last episode, and as usual, it was great. I do have Thank some you. RE Thanks. colon to your RE colon oh. to my email last week. Oh. Ja- Jackie. Or, Hello. Or Jacqui. Oh. I don't remember the exact episodes. You brought up some computer science stuff. However, I do specifically remember you talking about TDD and unit testing. That you, sounds like me. <laughs> you were using it as an analogy to something JoJo related. I wish I could remember what. Mm. I, I, I also do. I vaguely remember you also talking about CSS or some other front end thing as well. Actually, I think probably not liking it or something. <laughs> actually, I think you were venting some frustrations with locales in JavaScript. Either way, very cool, very hip, and very trendy. <laughs> Tonio trendy. That makes sense. Uh, time is hard. Time is hard to deal with, and I feel like time I could I could probably use my man. knowledge of working with time in this podcast because it it's related. The careless whisper. Um, he continues. Uh, hentai homie and Jackie, I saw some Raspberry Pi 3 Model Bs on sale at Target. You guys You're, can't talk to no. each other. For 35 bucks the other day. <laughs> They're not allowed to talk. They are next to the Nintendo Labos. Labos. You should DM each other. 
yeah, get, get, get on slide, Twitter. Slide into each other's DMs. But we cannot give you each other's email addresses because of HIPAA. Mm. That prevents That's, us. I don't think that applies here. They what are you talking about? Other. That's the happiness in portable American anti-law, and it doesn't have to do with podcasts. It's probably, oh, really? I probably, it was, probably GDPR. Oh. Probably, definitely. I, I have no idea. I thought it was Human Interest <laughs> Patrol Action in America. No, you were mistaken. Oh, okay. GDPR. Uh, Mark, what made you decide to start this podcast in the first place? I, I'm assuming it was your idea. You have the poise of a ringleader. <laughs> I, I have listened to quite a few anime television podcasts out there, but you guys really have the formula down. Uh, just narcissism, really. No. Just wanting to hear my own voice. No. No, it, it kind of goes like this. It, it's a combination of two things. One is that Jackie and I were watching JoJo's, and after most episodes, Jackie and I would stop and we would talk about the episodes. And it was a really good discussion. To be honest, it was a deeper discussion than the ones we have on here, I think. Um, <laughs> what? And then the, <laughs> Maybe. And then the other thing was around the same time, Miles and I were meeting up and we were writing stuff like scripts or just other random creative endeavors. And then... Those were the days. Miles was like, we should do a podcast. And I was like, we should. And then I just figured, why don't we combine it all? And I know... I have enough confidence, which is not to say much, in audio stuff. So you just like getting harassed by the both of us. Yeah, I love for it for public consumption. Yes. Also, Mark is a technical, creative person, and this yep. is right in his wheelhouse. I have two Emmys. No. By Emmys, I mean me's. What me, this, myself. Oh and, boy. And what boy. if this podcast won an Emmy? I don't. That would be so hilarious. <laughs> it could win a Webby. Could it win a Tony because we sing on it sometimes? Is it a musical? Uh, I think it has to be performed live. I, I will. Well, that that comes up in the next email. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, Miles, what do you like? Any other anime? I, perhaps wrongly, get the impression that you are not a fan of the medium, despite your love for Muscle Daddies. How did you get involved <laughs> with the beast that is JoJo? I used to watch a lot of anime. I used to watch Dragon Ball Z. I started watching Cowboy Bebop again a little bit, but not really. I've watched a bunch of Uran Host Club. I, I don't know. I, like, I grew up around anime. You've seen Furry Curry, I remember. We I still like it that. a little bit, but it has to meet a very high threshold for me to get into it. I agree. Like any other TV show, though. Same. There's just too much shit. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I'm a little, like, down on TV right now, to be honest. People ask me, like, what animes I watch or what I would recommend, and I'm like, dude, I don't know what anime is good now. I only know about animes from, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even more. I mean... I, I hesitate now to even recommend 15 years ago Evangelion because it's so weird and I want to be like hey super uneven yeah and it's like really yeah it's lopsided and then like he'll just abandon a plot or like redo it and I just always want to be like hey are you depressed and like kind of messy creatively <laughs> oh you are okay watch Evangelion <laughs> if, if you hesitate at all of those questions maybe just, don't watch it I have no idea how it was so popular I wouldn't even recommend the series anymore because they have the three movies the fourth one's about to come out I haven't seen 3.0 yet I don't think I have. Either. I heard it's like completely different. Like one is the same as the first six episodes. Two, it deviates a little bit. I saw that. And then I heard three is like, we're different now. Different characters and shit. Yeah. So I kind of want to see it. Before we dated, Mark lent me the DVDs. Of yes. Evangelion. Of the original Evangelion. That's when you knew. And that's when, yep, that's when I knew. <laughs> when, <laughs> when I had her watch this show about a depressed boy who has a problem with his parents and must pilot pilot not quite robots i think he's the least interesting character on the show though like oh oh yeah all the girls are better yeah but in every way when you're that kind of boy you really but i'm not relate to him but i'm not that kind of boy 
Because he's not like some. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I shouldn't shit on Gundam. I, I, I identified more with Ray because I was like shy and weird. Mm. Congratulations, Shinji. <laughs> like, imagine if you watch Dragon Ball Z and you're like, I'm not Goku or Vegeta, but then you watch Evangelion, you're like a sad kid who can't do it. That's me. Aww. Except when he's angry or whatever. <laughs> a anyway. sad kid who can't do it, but he can pilot a fucking Eva. Yeah, but you just gotta like sync your mind up and your whatever. No, but you, your mind has to be the best. It's like riding a bike. No. Uh, group compliment. You guys have great voices. And Who I is this? Why is this person being so nice to it's us? It's Moomin Rider. Moomin Rider. You guys have great voices, and I don't just mean for the podcast, although you're rich and diverse. Timbers. Timbers lend themselves to quite, timbers. to quite the auditory aesthetic, but for singing, I'm always impressed how well you guys can sing. That, that actually means a lot. Moomin Rider has never mm-hmm. heard another podcast. Moomin, Moomin Rider <laughs> is nope. invited to karaoke with me. We're the best yeah. singers. <laughs> Uh, I am always, uh, are we ever going to get an album of JoJo's related song covers from you guys? Yo, I will do it right now. Maybe an acapella rendition of Roundabout. Yes. Yes. Keep Let's on do keeping it. on, you bizarre crew. May Araki be with you always, Moomin Rider. Aw. Hey, are you guys going to karaoke next week? Uh, oh, yes. I'm trying to. That is the day after I see Beyonce and Jay-Z, and I took the day off because I knew that I would need a day. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> seeing Beyonce and Jay-Z. Mark is seeing them with me. Cool, cool. I really, I really hope that it surprises me. Because I feel bad because at the moment I'm not, I'm not that interested. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Musically, like... It's going to be a good show. I respect both of them a lot. It's going to be a good show, dude. I, I'm sure, but I just am, I'm kind of like, there are certain songs that I just find like, not like, like boring. Like I don't like yeah. certain songs by both of them. If the, you're unhappy, just look at me and how happy I am. True. Well, I will do that okay. anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping just like the spectacle of it will be enough to mm-hmm. blow me away. Yeah. And she's beautiful. Like, you can just stare at her. And there'll probably be a bunch of mamacitas in the crowd, too. Oh. Like me. (laughs) That's right. That's what you meant. (laughs) Did my eyes wander too much? Like, oh, who? This is, let's have one of of you fuckers read it. Um, By that, I mean Miles, not Jackie. I would never never call her that. Um, Who wants to read an email? Wait, why are you sad? (laughs) I just think it's funny. But I also think, why don't I get to read an email? Yo, it's our boy Chad. Chad! Aloha, all. Aloha. A couple of other podcasts I listen to. Uh, I'm sorry, I do have to fill the rest of the hours outside of an episode. No, you don't. (laughs) Have recently opted to start streaming their recording sessions. I was wondering if this is something you all might consider as a means of possibly making Mark's life extra difficult and also getting more activity on your Twitch channel. Just a thought. Also, if anyone has questions on what to do on the Hawaiian island of Oahu, they can DM me on Twitter at chfuji, and I'll try my best to be helpful. Shoutouts to Chad. As always, keep D- up the great work. Mahala, Ch- Mahalo, Chad. You can DM Chad, but you cannot ask Chad questions on our podcast, unless he is on our podcast. Yes. If we somehow get Chad on our podcast. We'll never... Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> have to pause. Jackie spilled a bunch of wine. No! Uh, and we're back. Nothing bad happened. Uh, Everything is fine. So Miles finished reading Chad's email. I was going to say... Uh, Wait, I was going to say Chad is a mensch. And then Jackie spilled her wine everywhere. I'm sorry. I was sorry, say, everyone. I've let you down. I was going to say, Chad, have you watched Terrace House? Because there's a season or seasons that take place in Hawaii. We haven't seen them yet. So if it's bad, I'm sorry. But Can we talk about Terrace House? 
We should, there's already our friends have a podcast. All about we watch Terrace is House. Terrace House, and I'm fine with it. Terrace House yeah. is a great show. Terrace House, if you don't know, is a Japanese reality show that is very real and very emotional, and everybody cries, and I cry. And it's great. Have you cried watching Terrace House? No, but I just cry in general <laughs> sometimes, you know? And it's like, uh, I don't know. I feel it. I feel it. Mm. It's good. I don't. You're feeling I feel deeply. I feel deeply. Um, okay, Jackie, you want to read the third email? And you learn about Japan from watching it because it's do. a reality show. So it's like real people and it's they're young and cool and cute. Mad real. It's helping me with um, remembering some Japanese, I have to say, too. I'm, I'm learning all, some things. It's realistic, Japanese. like conversational. Mm-hmm. It's not like anime where, you know, it's all over the place and loud and not the right cadence. I think, I think though, in, in the letter before I spilled the wine, I think Chad asked a question that we didn't answer because Miles kept reading. What was the question, Miles? I already forgot it because of all the commotion that just happened. Oh, oh it was, ha- have you thought about streaming your recording sessions? Did, didn't he, he, didn't, he didn't ask a question before that? Uh, I don't think so. Nope. Hmm. Nope. Okay. Uh, mostly, I I don't want to do that because uh, I'd have to edit out all of Miles's uh, disgusting, dirty talk. We're using all How of our. How dare you? We're using all of our energy right now to record like a million episodes at, mm-hmm. in, in one. So. Yeah, I like, I don't know. It's an interesting idea. I'll say from a technical standpoint, I don't quite know how that would work. And uh, I don't know. It's not, a, it's not a bad idea. It's something I've thought of. People like live. People are, are always floating around on Twitch. There is a hole to be filled by this sort of thing. But there's no plans right now. Would it have to be like for hours and hours? Like no. Twitch streams? No. Because I would hate that. They well, wouldn't be like that. If we do, I think I mentioned last episode that we should do a fundraiser for people that can't afford our fans, our, our listeners roll. that can't afford Crunchyroll. Um, I think that could be a stream. You really want to do that? No, I'm joking still. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, how do we decide who gets it? What if we have like 20 people who I are like, I'll cool, take it. I think that would be cool though. You know what? I would maybe get we, it. Maybe we should do Wait, a podcast. What? I mean, a, cod- a podcast. What? Maybe we should do a, a contest. Like, and the winner... It's a, like Gets a charity. a year of Crunchyroll Premium? Yeah. Who would pay for this year of Crunchyroll Premium? Jackie. No. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you Maybe mean Maybe I no? would. How much is Crunchyroll? Well, it, per month, it's like $10, $12. Mm. I could, buy, I could buy a month of it. If if we can figure out a way to... Maybe... Okay, maybe we'll this do a contest. This should probably be an off-mic conversation. No, 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 no. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. <laughs> if we can figure out a way... Listeners, write in and let me know what the best way to market this could be in order to get more listeners and therefore more entries. Tell and us how to do our job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we do a contest and then all the JoJo's fans and all the anime fans enter the contest and they and then it raises awareness for our podcast, we get more listeners leading up to the JoJo, uh, the, the fucking premiere. We should do it. With my money. Okay. With your money. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with, if we, you know, if we'll we're going to spend some money, have a contest, have a little fun and uh, fucking make some more friends along the way. More friends that want our money. And one special person can win all of Crunchyroll. And can win a date with me. Maybe Crunchyroll will sponsor us if we get their attention. The, I think what would happen to us, best case scenario, is they'd message us and be like, please do not advertise our product without consulting us. Be like, I'm sorry so much. Uh, here. Oh, am I going to read? A, I'm going to read a letter. Ha ha. I'm going to read a letter. This is from Casey. Hi, Casey. Hi, Casey. 
Casey says, Hey guys, quick email answering something from last ep. Hopefully nobody else answers this. You guys asked why he kills so many dogs in the series, and if he hates dogs. According to Araki, it's the opposite, and he loves dogs. He has evil characters killing dogs many times because as a dog lover, he believes it's an immediate way to show that this character is a piece of shit. Uh, the same concept is used during the scene where cars and the car, where cars saves a dog from being hit by a car, showing, <laughs> um, emphasis mine, but um, <laughs> hit by a car, showing he's not a complete piece of shit villain like the others are, uh, and isn't necess- unnecessarily ruthless, I think. Don't quote me on that, lol. But yeah, he just uses dogs to show which characters are bad. Example of times when he's just using dogs to show that character is bad. Dio. Dio again. Yellow Temperance. Ark. Uh, honestly, a ton of Stardust Crusaders villains. Aqua Necklace Dude. And probably more I can't think of because I shouldn't be writing this email at 3 in the morning. Uh, uh, that, what, that wasn't a quick email. Oops. Uh, signed, uh, Casey. King of the Midwest. Resident Shitlord. P.S. I'm horny. Yes. Thank you, Casey. Casey, I was just in the Midwest. Oh, where, where were you, Tennessee? I was in St. Louis. Is Tennessee Midwest? I would say so. I was okay. attending a wedding. And you were where? Great job. St. Louis? Yeah. Mm. I pretended to be a senator. How did that happen? Because I was wearing a suit with a New Jersey lapel pin, so I managed to convince at least one person that I was actually a candidate for Senate in New Jersey. Okay, okay, because that's, that's <laughs> different from senator. Okay, candidate for Senate is different from being a senator. I mean, do people, like, in Missouri know who yeah, the they senator don't know. is? I, I told everyone I was running against Bob Menendez. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's different from saying I am one of the senators of New Jersey. I think people. I think people outside of New Jersey or like this area know who Cory Booker is. They might not know yeah, who the other guy. Do is. Do you know who the senator is in Missouri? No, no. But it's I don't. I, I don't think they would just show up to a wedding and be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a senator." You don't think senators go to weddings? Not without like bodyguards. No, not all senators get secret. They service, don't get do. bodyguards. I didn't say secret. Almost service. none of them do. I don't think they. No, I don't think they do. I said bodyguards, not secret service. I don't it, it wouldn't I just be a guy standing around going, yeah, I'm a senator. I wouldn't believe it. I'd be like, no, you're not. Prove it. And I'd Google it. And I'd be mm. like, look at that. It isn't you, fucker. The you jig is up. Get out of this wedding. You could have just been like, uh, I'm Bob. Bob they're, Menendez. They're not as skeptical as you out in the Midwest, I guess, Mark. Yeah. You convince well, people. Come get this discerning New Jersey eye. That's what mm. you need. Or maybe they were polite and they we were like, this out, guy's full of shit. True. We, we sniff out the corruption, then we elect it, basically. Thank you for that email. Now I know about... What do you guys think about this... Uh, this this uh, Dog thing? Theory about dogs. I agree with it. I think it's a cheat. It goes a bit far, though. But I'm not that mad at it. You know what I mean? Like, it's cheating. It's sort of like how people get annoyed at how many there's, like... It's definitely calmed down, but there's, like, male protagonists whose, like, wives, wives are murdered mm-hmm. or their families are killed, and they're like, ah, I'm motivated. I prefer the dog thing yes, over 100%. over any of like the misogynistic kind of like motivations. Well, it mm, they're like tropey. They're like I don't like those tropes. It's lazy, maybe a little bit sexist, but I don't think the well, the, like, the anger is not towards no, the female gender in that case. N- well, fine. Then it's uh, benevolent sexism, I guess. But it's like you end up yeah, seeing... Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to avenge you. In, but in those cases, too, it's a lot of like, look at this woman being killed or tortured or whatever or raped, right? And it's like to... Yeah, I don't like And that. it's for the purpose of showing 
like some attribute about a guy and it's like this is unnecessary and i really wish that i didn't see this mm. um right. not not that i like like am against violence like outright because i think sometimes violence is cool and stuff but like mm-hmm. <laughs> it does it perpetuates the idea that women can only be victims right i don't know it's just it just it's I don't like and, and it, it becomes time. lazy. It's interesting to see uh, a protagonist that's politically motivated, or even like Bruce Wayne is an orphan, right? It's another case of people I love died, but it's his parents that died. Yeah. And it's not just that he's motivated for that sake. But I mean, just as far as like protagonists whose wives or family was killed, you've got Kratos from God of War. You've got Max Payne. Max Payne. You've got. But I like him. The Punisher. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with liking these people, but once it's just once you see everything added together that you're yeah. like, oh, that's annoying. So, like, if Artiki was the tenth comic artist to be like, you know, kill a dog so everyone you know knows they're a bad guy, it would be but imagine, definitely more annoying. Imagine in, if in this show, every time he killed a dog, he killed a woman instead. I would love it. It would be pretty annoying. I, would, I mean, I would not be able to watch this show. <laughs> it I would, would. It would be annoying. I would not be able to watch and, this and show. And I'm. It's like the thing with the dogs is that. I am a little tired of it, but only in a way that it's, there's stuff Araki does that's already like fourth wall breaking almost or self-aware, uh, which I don't even think it is, but it's more like because Araki has been doing so much for so long that you become acutely aware of his habits and mm-hmm. his uh, like strategies to the point where like when you see a dog get killed, it's, it's not just like, oh, here we go, another dead dog. You're kind of like. Oh, it's Araki doing his thing. Like, yeah, and you're like of, happy that the dog is dead. No, you completely misunderstood my point. Oh. And I don't like that. Why are you grinning? What? <laughs> <laughs> I am not smiling. Um, thank you for writing, everyone. Again, Jojo's Bizarre Pod at Gmail is where you can also dump your feelings. Thanks for writing. If you don't know how to write, uh, learn. Mm-hmm. But you can't write to each other. That's the only rule. You keep saying that. What? I feel like you want it to happen. No, I don't want it to happen. I just want to. I just want to lay down some rules. Because it's like a waste of time for us. Like I don't give a shit what you have to say to somebody else. You're only. You can only talk to us. Yeah. We're the important ones. That's what this is about. It's about us. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you for laying that all down. We're gonna talk about the episodes now. I yes. promise. I promise. Which yes. episodes? Judgment Part One. Judgment. Judgment Part Two. Judgment Day. Here's here's a quick question, Miles. You're like a copy editor or whatever. Yeah, what do you want? What's uh, the proper way to spell judgment? With two E's. Okay, how come I've seen it with the first E missing? J-U-D-G-M. Because English is weird, man. That's how I spell it. I don't like that. Let's see what old Webster has to say. You're a Webster, uh, you're a Webster boy? Yeah, I'm a Webster boy. A Webster daddy? I have wine all over my notes. Just so everybody knows. Oh, shit. This this is going to be a struggle. It's made your JoJo notes look like gothic. Yeah. Like dark. (laughs) Well, it's like I doodle all over my notes, too. So there's like, I don't know. There's a girl that's like, looks like red face paint on her face. Guys, I was wrong. Serious. Webster says only one E. Yeah. J-U-D-G-M-E-N-T. I think that looks weird, but I accept it. I'm used to it now. It looks weird the other way. Um, I asked just because it's in the subtitles and it's in the episode title. So I wasn't entirely sure. But how, yet, how is it in the subtitles? Both E's are there. J-U-D-G-E-M-E-N-T. What a stupid language we speak. So, uh, so this episode starts with the gang on a speedboat, which is the, I don't know, 10th form of travel that they're taking. And we get to see an 11th form at the end of this episode, or end of this arc. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And last episode, Jotaro had said to Joseph, where are we going? This isn't the right way to get to Egypt. And he's like, we have to make a pit stop. We have to stop and meet a man. An I, important man. An important man. He used I knew to be a mayor. Back in India. He did in not America. used to be a mayor, no. He's not Smokey. Smokey's back, baby. No, stop it. Um, when they get off on the island. <laughs> what if the real Abdul is dead and the rest of the show it's Smokey? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, when they get off the island, they're talking about it still in vague terms. And for reasons later, I'll explain why it bothers me that the rest of the Stardust Crusaders are like, who is it? But there's a slight pun between curry and India and stuff. If you guys remember that. I was wondering. Okay. So the, one of the terms for he, cause there's like technically not really pronouns used in Japanese, but you can mm-hmm. say kare to mean like a man that is not present like he, oh. but then the, the word for curry is also kare. So mm. he's saying like kare this and that, and he's, he mentioned India. So Polnareff is like, "Are we going to eat curry?" So it's like the same word. It would be like if he it's funny somehow used the word curry like to curry favor, but that would have been quite the stretch for subtitles. Mm. Uh, so they're on they 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 get on the island and they're talking about meeting this mysterious man, right? And um, at one point, don't they see, like, in the bush, we see a pair of eyes, like a yeah. half a face? Yeah. Someone's watching them, yeah. Yeah. A pair of beautiful brown eyes. Mm. And this is a reference to Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. It's a reference to Brown Eyes by Destiny's Child. It's a reference to Brown-Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Miles, contribute. Um, Miles. It, it's a reference to Ojo Sassi by Shakira before right. she became uh, American mainstream. It's a reference to Green Eyes by Coldplay. Okay. Wrong. They're brown. Brown eyes. Ah, shit. Eyes are brown. Hmm. You're out of the podcast. Oh, no. Um, we, so we see those eyes and then doesn't... I, I don't know if someone comments on them or what, but suddenly... We hear like the shh, shh, shh and they run away. Yeah, Joe Toro spots them and they start chasing this I thought Kakuen spots... I don't know. Somebody spots him. Joda and Kakuin are the same at this point. They're they're in such a, a high level relationship. They're on level five communication. Mm-hmm. They're one unit. Level five out of five. Yeah, that's a real thing. Mm. I didn't know. Would you like to know the five levels of communication? Yes, I, I think I would. it's. I don't know if it's Karen Horney or which. It's a post Freudian thing. More like Karen Horney, am I right? So it's yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> They're like, oh, he looks like Abdul, but <laughs> wait, his wait, voice wait, wait, is wait. very different. I want to explain, because I, okay. th- I want to see if I remember them. First level communication is like, oh, bo- is like bullshit. Wait, <laughs> I think I got them wrong. But it's like, uh, <laughs> it's it starts off with like every day, like, hey, how are you? Oh, the weather, this and that. But hang on, you you're doing really well so far. Five levels communication. I think one of them. I is, realized I don't know. Four. You don't even know them. I think one of them is like um, small talk, right? It's like small talk, opinions, feelings, and then up from there. Small talk, opinions, feelings. Okay. That's only three, though. Mm. I'm really bad at small talk. Suppose that you... I hate it. There's like a... Uh, I forget what the mnemonic is for how to do small talk. It's Ford. I think it's family, ah. occupation. I don't remember what R is, and D is dreams. Is the R for rape? Yes. That small talk. My dreams. Like, oh, like, like what you dreamt last night? No, like what your goals are. Hashtag goals. Like on Terrace House when you can be really mean to people. That doesn't seem like small talk because that's like kind of personal and intimate. Yeah. I tend to, uh, tend to get into it. Okay. I don't want to tell people my dreams. But I would ask about people's dreams. 
What are your I could dreams see doing and that. aspirations? I don't know what R is. I feel like weather is one of them because like that's what I talk about when I have nothing else to talk about. I'm like, it's really hot out. <laughs> oh man, it's supposed to rain all week. Yeah, I know. Ah, you got any? Actually, another thing, like also the go-to is like, oh, and do anything for the weekend if it's close to the weekend. Yeah. If it's the beginning of the week. How was your weekend? Uh, how was your weekend? <laughs> okay. Happy it's Friday. All right. So this is just on like some like love relationship website, but I thought it was a psychology thing but it's level one is cliche like hey what's going on like it's hot today small talk level two is facts where you would just be like hey we're out of 20s or whatever your shirt is blue reporting facts well that's just weird um (laughs) level three is sharing opinions when you would be like all taxation is theft you know what i mean blue is bad thing (laughs) ah i see where we're going level four my favorite dog is pug sharing feelings and needs how is that different from opinions? Because this is being like, I just, like, blue makes me sad, and I wish oh, okay. you wouldn't wear blue so much. Oh, okay. That kind of thing. And then No, l- when you talk about blue, it really just upsets me and reminds mm-hmm. me of mm-hmm. my childhood. Mm-hmm. And Because you were on Blue's Clues? Yes. Because you're Steve. <laughs> um, lo- Somebody was asking me once, because I don't get to that level with many people, they're like, do you ever have conversations where you're like, you know, that really hurt me? And I was like, no. God. Because you're not on real world. True. Uh, yeah, level five is just like <laughs> complete truthfulness and like needing each other and stuff like that. Level five is like your best friend. You know the galaxy brain meme? It's like that. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> and then Tools Lateralis starts playing. Anyway, uh, that was a needless aside. I thought I was going to tell you guys something I learned in psychology to honors but it turns out it's just off like a cliche marriage website or two that was really fascinating mark okay way to rub it in (laughs) um anyway so i I remember when i first learned that i was like let me categorize all my friends um, you know like who's a real friend that's a weird thing real friends who's my real friend how How many many of us us? (laughs) um how many of us anyway so there's this guy He's and hiding, he's someone hiding. spots him, and then he just runs away into the island, and they give chase. He, he looks, looks like, like Abdul, but with gray hair. Yeah. And he, yeah. he has, like, a weird voice. It's not Abdul's voice. Yeah, it's, it's like, similar. It's like, no, it's, like, high-pitched and weird. I mean, it's it's similar. No, I thought I'd, Abdul's voice was more like, hey, I'm Abdul. And this guy was more like, hey, I'm Abdul. He was, like, it was, like, a weird kind of high-pitched, like, I'm an old man. You sound like Psyduck. Yeah, like that. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, they eventually confront him, and just, he is like feeding chickens or something, and they all have. Oh names. yeah, what are their names? Their names are Michael, Prince, and, and Lionel. Lionel. So I said Michael Jordan. No. No. Prince Fielder. No. And Lionel Holland's former coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. No, Lionel Messi. No, Michael Jackson, mm. Prince mm-hmm. Jackson, what? And Lionel Jackson. No, no, no. <laughs> It's Michael Jackson, Prince, and Lionel Richie. No, Prince Jackson is one of his kids, I think. Ah. Yeah. Michael Jackson named one of his kids Prince? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so arrogant. I think so. I might be wrong. Fuck he off, has Michael some, I he think has some Prince is the one that he, call, that he used to call Blanket. <laughs> oh, no, no. His name was Prince Michael. That was his name. There's Prince, Prince Yeah, he named his kid Prince Michael. Please murder me. Because mm-hmm. he's the king of pop, so his kid is Prince of whatever. Yes. Yes. So you're sure it wasn't Michael Jordan... Prince Fielder and Lionel Holland's former coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. Pretty sure. Anyway, so they 
it's weird because he here's the thing about this this guy apparently quote unquote abdul's father runs from them and then stops and feeds chickens why would you run if you know they're going to eventually yeah. confront you and then you will talk to them maybe angrily. he suddenly remembered that he had to feed the chickens and he like, just it got had lost nothing in to it? do with like them showing up and then he just got lost in it. He forgot that he was going to have to angrily confront some people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then they get to him. He loves his chickens. And he turns around and they're like, it's Abdul. And he's like, you know, every time someone comes near me, it's bad news. I don't want to hear any more bad news. And they're like, how can it be Abdul? Mm-hmm. He died. And Joseph is like, that was not Abdul. That was Abdul's father. And he's like acting differently on purpose and stuff. Because we, spoilers, it's Abdul. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like the thing with this is, what charades are they going through for this? And at this point, why? Did they buy him hairspray? Like temporary gr- silver hairspray? What's th- the point of this? I think they were just fucking with uh, Kakuin. If they don't, no, not Kakuin. Polnareff. Polnareff. They, they were they, just fucking with him. Say they don't want Polnareff to feel bad. And I, and I don't know if I need to assume that. But like, why would you then have, quote unquote, Abdul's father be like angry at you? When if he was Abdul's father, you might fear that he is angry at you because his son died for you. And it does make him feel bad. And it makes him feel bad for a while. Meanwhile, like, Kakyoin, Jotaro, Joseph are all running after this guy and then being like, no, never mind, that's his... Like, they're LARPing this weird reality when this, like, French man is just, like, super depressed about it. Like, why not, as soon as they land, just turn and be like... Hey, Polnareff, uh, Abdul never died. He, uh, you know, he's alive. He's on this island. Like, how much time do they think they're going to need walking around, keeping him... Like, if, if their point is to obscure him from somebody, number one, like, actually cut your hair, Abdul. Like, shave your head. What do you... You still have, like, the Slim Jims on there and the ponytail? Do you say the Slim Jims? Yeah, the top of his head's like a bunch of Slim Jims sticking up. <laughs> this is all needlessly cruel to and Polnareff. Th- and then yeah. once you get there... Because the four of you are very distinct looking with your giant school uniforms that have chains and shit all over them. You're obviously, if you're worried about Dio's people seeing Abdul, like, well, now they're going to look closer because you're there. Just turn, get off the boat and say, Polnareff, we have something to tell you. Mm -hmm. I'm very sorry we kept this from you. I think they were just trying to fuck with him for a little bit. And then Polnareff somehow disappears uh, and encounters the other people. It all went too far, I think. Before I found out that this uh, wasn't really smoky, I was like, oh, cool. What's cool about JoJo is you get to see multiple generations of both the Joestar family and the Smokey family, and like you get to see them grow together. But it's Abdul. It's not Smokey. No, yeah, but they're... He, he's oh he's Abdul now, but he used to be Smokey. Sure. Um, yeah, but it's this weird trade where it's not Abdul. Um, but anyway, we don't know that yet, technically. Never mind everything we said. Uh, and then, then they kind of separate. Is this? Do they just kind of break off into their own groups, that kind of thing? Um, no, Polnareff runs off because he's feeling bad about himself because he feels guilty that he caused Abdul's death. Well, they like tell this guy that Abdul died. They tell they tell Abdul that Abdul is dead. Why do they do that? Yeah, they don't need to do that. Um, and then, uh, and then for some reason, Polnareff. Uh, yeah, I guess he runs away and he ends up on a beach. And they use the three D budget to like go all around him yes um and then he picks up a lamp looks like a beautiful beach by the way it does it looks like a nice beach there's like a face carved on the lamp and there's like a bunch of barnacles on it and he was like let me rub the barnacles off which by the way if this was me i would be like this is a magic lamp let me rub it and see what happens and then and then i would not trust the genie if i saw one it's very obviously a magical lamp yeah you think by this point if i found a lamp on a beach i would 100 percent automatically 
assume it's magic until proven otherwise. <laughs> At this point in literature, yeah, there's no reason why characters don't just go, oh, I bet if I rub it, a genie comes out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why bother with the whole like, oh, it's dirty. Let me oh. see if I can see myself. Right, right. There's no point. Or at least like jokingly like, uh, I'm going to rub it. Maybe there's a genie inside. You I know? think he even mentions Aladdin at one point. He does. He mentions Aladdin. But yeah. in my opinion, this isn't, well, what happens, he, he mentions it after the fact. He like rubs the, he starts rubbing the barnacles off and then smoke starts like coming out and it starts acting all weird. And he's like, uh, this isn't a mad, uh, Aladdin's magic lamp. And it's like, maybe it is, dude. Why is it so weird? Why didn't you think of this before? Um, yeah, although to me, it's more monkey's paw, but, and I'll talk about that story. No, it definitely is. But I feel like that's kind of what the thing with genies too. Yes. They're not. Well, that I, I don't think they're supposed to be your friends. Like in, oh, okay. like in the Disney movie. Aladdin. I hope they get you to waste your wishes, though. They don't give you like a twisted version of fulfilling your wish. I don't know. Nah, what their actual they give story you twisted is. versions of yeah. your wish. Oh, okay. The, like, there's that um, R.L. Stein book. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, that's. There's also Monkey's Paw from like 1904 or whatever. There's I also, think that's a reference to that R.L. Stein. No, book that's not how time works. There's also Bedazzled. Uh huh. Starring. Um, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, and who's the babe? Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, yeah, she's a babe. She is a babe. She was a babe, and then she vanished after Austin Powers. Uh, yeah, because she was a fembot, dude. Oh, that's <laughs> right. She was a fembot. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> so eventually, you know, all this smoking shit happens, and Polnareff's wondering what happened, and suddenly we hear this voice and see this um, genie. It's like a robot genie, above I guess. Above Polnareff in one of the coconut trees. It, it looks like a computer mouse. <laughs> It's That's got funny. like the big shoulder pads look like the, the mouse buttons and then the like face in the middle looks like the scroll. Interesting. Bar, the, or the, yeah, the think the scroll, the scroll wheel. wheel. And then in the middle his like chest looks like just the bottom of a mouse. It's definitely like a gamer mouse though. Yeah. Like the rat, the rat, <laughs> the R-A-T-T. Um, can I just say something about the stand design? Yeah, well, go ahead. One, I really like it. Why? Two. This is the beginning of Araki draw- making stands that look more like robots. Like when you look at Diamond is Unbreakable, I think some of those stands look definitely more robotic. Uh, and three, this is like the least genie looking genie ever. I yeah. think all the stands but look like robots. I think they. I think it really starts to ramp up here where it looks more mechanical. Like look at his hands. They have those like grabby mm. hands that look like they're straight out of like an old 50s designed for robots or some industrial okay. Waldo kind of thing. But I think Silver Chariot also looks kind of like a, like a skinny robot. I mean... Potentially, but to me, Silver Chariot looks like a knight, you know? Like, like Star Platinum is definitely a guy. Like, yeah, he's got parts that don't look human-ish. Star Platinum also looks like a robot to me. He looks like an android. But he's got, like, abs and leg muscles. He's this a, is, this is a big boxy-looking robot. He's an android. We haven't seen, like, a big R2-D2 floating motherfucker like this guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I wish he looked like the genie from Aladdin, from Disney's Aladdin. I also love uh, the voice actor who does the genie voice or cameos. What uh, is Robin, the thing he says? Robin Williams. <laughs> R.I.P. Yes. Rip, rip. Um, <laughs> he says... Um, Mr. Aladdin, sir. Thank you. I was trying to think of the genie song, but yes. <laughs> I was actually listening to it. No, I'm not lying. I was listening to this on the bus. There's a, no there's one a, accused you, Jackie. There's a... Neo No, you're a liar, Jackie. Neo does a cover of uh You'll Never Have a Friend Like Me by Get out of here. Genie in Aladdin. He does a cover of it and it's really good. It's like da 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 da. Have you guys seen Aladdin on Broadway? Yes, it's good. It's Jackie, great. It's good. I have not. Oh, you should see it, Mark. Oh, it's really good. I'm not that big a Disney guy. Oh, but it's good. The spectacle of it. The yeah. pageantry. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with Beyonce. And yeah, then the spectacle I'll... of it, the pageantry. 
And then I'll think about Beyonce more spectacle. Beyonce is different from Disney, I think. Explain. In name two ways. She definitely you can't you can't you can't do it. Has more body. True. Than any of the women in a Disney movie. That's uh, a good point. Very petite. <laughs> um, Wait, what about Ursula from The Little Mermaid? Boom. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. Um. Fucking. Yo, Ursula's thick. Stop it. Um. Yeah. So this genie thing appears. This this stand and explains that. He's going to give Polnareff three wishes. He starts out, doesn't he just go, he's like, three, I will grant you three wishes because you freed me from that lamp. Well, first he attacks it with Silver Chariot and the genie fights off the, the yeah. thing. Like he, he sees the genie and he's just like, Silver Chariot, just fight this fucking thing. He just smacks it around. <laughs> and, and the genie does introduce itself as Cameo. Do you know what Cameo is? Oh, I do, I do. To? I think it's like that. What's the world? word up? Yep. Right? Word up by Cameo. Yeah. The other hit they have that I actually like better is Candy. It's a song where it's like, just like candy. You know that one? Mm-mm. You sounded so creepy mm. just now. It's less creepy than I just sounded like. I also don't remember it that well, but like I can kind of hear it in my head. Mm. Candy by Cameo is a better song than Word Up. We'll add it doing. to our Spotify She's playlist. Like, all pretty ladies around the world. I like that. Got a weird yeah. I wish I knew someone who talked like that IRL. I mostly know that song because of 40-Year-Old Virgin. Mm. When Steve Carell, there's a montage where he's like, I lead a very fulfilling life. And then it just shows him doing activities home alone. And he's doing like solo karaoke. And he's doing that song in that voice. It's pretty good. I liked it when he made Egg Mark Salad. Mark recommends. He just tells a story about making Egg Salad. Yeah, I like that. That's all improv, by the way. He told like one boring story and Judd Apatow just goes, do another one. And then he just <laughs> made up a story about Egg Salad. And then they were like, good. I love egg wow. salad. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so so Polnareff is like, hmm, your user must be close because you're very powerful. Um, and then uh, fucking Polnareff is like, so where is he? Where is he? And then the cameo is like, is that your first wish? Oh, yeah. Is the, is the answer to that is your first wish? That, like, does knowing that answer... Wish? Yeah. And, and Polnareff's uh, like, no. Polnareff is like, uh, if I had a wish, it would be to make me rich. You should make me rich. Bop, 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 whatever. Uh, but he's being like really skeptical and like waving it off. Like, you're not a genie. You're some weird stand that I don't want to fuck with right now. Um, and so he's like, make me rich, rich or whatever. And again, he's like, is that your first wish? And I guess it is because he's like, hail to you. Yeah, it says it in the comic. In English. In giant, like, Roman letters, actually written out in English. It's Hail, H-A-I-L, the number two, and then the letter U. What does this mean? I have no fucking idea what it means. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't know what it could be, in my mind. It's just Hail to you. Like, I'm hailing you, I guess. Like, it's your wish. Your wish is my command. I hail you, I guess. I do not know. Hmm. I, just to get it's this, probably like a weird mistranslation. I think so. It's it's Google Translate before Google. Just to get this out of the way, by the way, I, I've mentioned it before, and I've heard that Araki brought Abdul back because Japanese fans were so outraged that he died in the first place. I don't know if that's true, but hey, I'm just putting it out there. Um, but anyway, I would be outraged. The genie like poofs away, and Polnareff is just sitting there, and suddenly hears like 
gold coins like spilling out, like hit like gold coins hitting each other, like a pile of money is just being dumped somewhere. Well, Polaroff also comments to himself, he's like, this stand user is weird. Why would he give me three wishes? Mm-hmm. I have to go tell Jotaro. And then that's when he starts hearing the sound of coins and seeing coins. Uh, so he runs over to the coins and it's a treasure and it's got swords in it as though to emphasize like it's a pirate thing. It's an He says it's old Napoleon treasure. Yeah. I really wanted him to bite one of the coins, but he didn't. Um, Why did you want him to do that? I just think it's so funny. In, it's like Scrooge McDuck. In media when like a character gets gold and they bite it to make yeah. sure it's real. I think it's it reminds really funny. me of like DuckTales. I looked up when Napoleon was alive. It's like 200. 14. I don't know. No, it's from 1769 to 1821. Damn, that shit is late. Like late in the day? You young, Napoleon. No, like late in the 20... Late in the millennium. Now Cameo is like, tell me your second wish. Yeah. I'm so and Polnareff is like, I don't know. This is kind of well, weird. Well, he does a few things here. I don't here. trust this. The fir- one of the first things he says is he wants to create Polnareff land. No, the first thing he says is make me a manga artist. Is the first oh, thing. Oh, yeah, says. which is weird because he's like a French guy in the 80s. I don't I know just if they think have a lot of great. comic. He always wanted to be a manga artist, and I'm like, Araki is projecting. <laughs> you never know. Like, you never know, like, what makes it over to. Or maybe he was thinking France. about. Yeah, or maybe he was thinking about, like, the kids that are reading the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he got into it, like, maybe Jotaro and Kakuin are reading a lot of manga on their travels, and he's like, oh, this is actually dope. I love it. And then he was like, I want to be bigger than Disney. I want to have Polnareff land. And I think that that's related to the comics. So he's really just mm. a weeb. Also, in Polnareff land that he imagines we see it, they use 3D budget on the Ferris wheel. Ah, I missed it. But I guess that might have just been faster for them. Like, just use the rest of the 3D money. I bet they used the same, like, art as Death 13. Oh, like they just copied and pasted mm. the uh, 3D model? Yeah, like, Maybe. while he was getting tortured by the stand, he was like, it's kind of cool here, though. Yeah, he's got a big, uh, the, there's a big statue of Silver Chariot in the middle of the park, too. Aww. And then he's like, no, he's, he's like, like wait, actually. He's like, wait, 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 actually, I want love. Yeah. I want someone to fall in love with me. He specifies it, too, which is nice. He's like, I don't want just, I don't know what he says. I don't want blah, blah, blah. I want real love. I want the someone. red string of fate to have bound us together. I want right. that girl. I is want that the- a reference to part four when they say that stands are bound together by the red string of fate? I think it's just reference to it's Japanese, a Japanese culture. Thing. Oh. Yeah. So it's another example of Polnareff being a weeb because he brings up Japanese culture. <laughs> Dude loves anime. Yeah, but it's like I feel like that's such a ba- like bad wish because like mm-hmm. love is not that love is easier to find. Love is all you need. Than like, I don't know, having a theme park or something. You know, Jackie, you think that. Do but I? a lot of people think love is very hard and they've opened mm. theme parks and they still haven't found love. I think it's because I'm so lovable that uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. all. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, where wow. were we? Chariot statue. Um. So he wants love, red string of fate. And, and I, I don't know, I guess at this point, because he was skeptical before, he was like, I don't know if I trust this stand. But then he's like, I want love. And he's like so excited. He's like, I want her to be like this, and I want this, and I want this, and I want our love to be like this, and I want us to love each other forever. And he's like all in. All he's the possibilities. all the way in. He's, he's like believing in it because he's just getting amped about it, and he already saw that the gold was real. Isn't did They cut over then, I think, to Jotaro and people, right? Not yet. And they're wondering where Polnareff is. I'm sure that Jotaro does some weird jump. Jotaro just fucking falls from the boat and that's like always like this whole like in the two I think in these two episodes we never see Jotaro he just 
ascends from this or descends descends from this boat and that's it yeah they're just chilling they're just chilling this is all about polnareff and abdul and uh cameo but anyway he's all in about this love thing and then he's like wait can you bring people back from the dead? And this is how you know it's not a real genie because real genies can't bring people back from the dead. That's one of the rules. What? Who says that? In Aladdin. Oh. And also in I Dream of Genie. In I Dream of Genie, you also can't. Do kids even know what I Dream of Genie is? I, uh, Do they think it's just a Will Ferrell movie? <laughs> I don't think people know That's what... Bewitch. Oh, yeah, shit, you're right. You stupid fuck. They were back to back on Nick at Night, so it's yeah. Okay. But it's like people our age know that Nick at Night. People, wait, 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 wait. Like kids nowadays. Nick at Night put Bewitched and I Dream of Genie back yeah. to back. Pretty yeah. sure it was the best. That is some ridiculous programming. It's it was. The what best. they put after Sabrina the Teenage Witch? No, no. They had like um. I love Lucy. What are you saying? Because it's all like uh, and the Odd Couple heathen, and heathenish like anti-Christian programming. Yeah. I don't. I'm not down with. I kids think watching all this pagan stuff. Taxi was on there. Get Smart was there sometimes. I never watched that one. Get Smart's good. You say Taxi? Taxi, taxi Driver starring Robert De Niro? No. <laughs> Jackie used to whistle the theme from Taxi. I did. Like early into our relationship, she would whistle it. And I think at all first we didn't, we didn't know what it was. And then I don't you, think I've ever watched the show Taxi. It's okay. Andy Kaufman's on it for a little while. Oh. Is that DeVito? Is that where DeVito got to start? I think I DeVito's think so, yeah. in it, yeah. Oh, Mary Tyler Moore was on it at night. And she's mm. the best. You're gonna make it after Jackie just threw her hat. I did. <laughs> Imagine if you and it, and it just freezed. It just froze. There's froze. a what? You had it right it and freezed. then fucked it up. Froze. 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 It um there's a statue of her, I think, in that city throwing her hat up in the air. But I would love it if the statue included a floating hat. Me too. Like I don't know how they yeah. would do it, but if there's just a statue and a hat like twenty feet above her. Uh, for those of you listening, um, years before you were born, there was TV, um, yeah. and we were not alive during that either, but they put it on Nickelodeon late and they would call it Nick at night. And we would just watch shows that our parents knew because we didn't go to bed on time. And they were good shows. They, were, they still have Nick at night, they don't they? No, they have good. Nick at night, but they play like shows that, they play like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air now Oh, and like on Boy Meets World? Yeah, they play like shows that we watched when we were kids. Oh, didn't they go to TV like Land? Teens. Remember TV Land? Yeah, I don't know. Didn't they bring it there? I think that's a channel. You know what I like? It is. Cheers. Yeah. Never watched Cheers. I never really watched it's Cheers. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of seasons. It's a very white show. There's a spinoff. <laughs> but I loved it. That's why you love it. I think maybe Taxi is a spinoff of Cheers. Frasier. Something. Frasier. Something. Oh, is it Frasier? Frasier's a spinoff. Frasier is trash. Really? <laughs> yeah. You feel like that? But how come you were singing all this scrambled egg shit? Because it's a funny song. Oh. Scrambled eggs. Um, Great. We're, we're, oh, the Jeffersons! I love the Jeffersons. That was on Nick at Night. I don't know. I never it saw that. It was on Nick at Night, and Moving it was one on of my up. favorites. And they also had the uh, All in the Family thing. too, but I never watched that because well, I never watched all it this. Made stuff. me uncomfortable. Oh, I just like oh, the, the Honeymooners. The Honeymooners was there too. I watched the Honeymooners because my mom has a million VHSs of the Honeymooners, so I've seen like <laughs> all just, of that show. It's just domestic abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone a, laughs when the husband's like, I will beat the shit out of you. They're like, ha, 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 ha. I think in Animaniacs, they had the honey mousers, and it was the same exact thing, yeah. but it, they were mice. Bang, zoom, <laughs> to the moon, Alice. Anyway, um, now we're reminiscing about things. That shows where I learned the term icebox. and didn't realize that they didn't have a refrigerator, but an oh. icebox. But he's like, wait, can you bring people back from the dead? And I said, 
that's how you know he's not a real genie because genie can't genies can't bring people back. From and the this dead. might be where the monkey's paw thing comes into effect. Yeah. So he says, "Please bring back Abdul and my sister." And yes. it's like, is that your wish? I don't even know if he confirms it. I think he likes that wish so much. He's like, yeah. Ah. But anyway, this is where it's like the monkey's paw, which is a story from the early 20th century. I think in England, it's this guy gets a blessed or cursed monkey's paw that will grant him three wishes. And it's it's a man, his wife, and their son. I think every time you... you I think the, the, the a finger from the paw has to go away. I don't know. Every time you make a wish. Um, there's three claws. Maybe. But the man first wishes for 200 pounds. And the next day, his son goes to work at the factory and is killed in an accident. And the company, or whatever it is, mails them a check for 200 pounds. Mm. And at that point, you're like, fuck it. I'm not going to ask for any more wishes. No, you're like, it's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. Herbert was going to die anyway. That means you're stupid. If you you make a wish and it completely is the opposite of what you want in life, if it just makes your life worse, that's when you stop wishing. Well, anyway, so Herbert dies... And they're all sad. And at the funeral, the man's wife says, can you use the second wish on the monkey's paw to bring Herbert back to life? Oh, my God. And And then it becomes a flesh-eating zombie that eats people. No. The man wishes for Herbert to come back to life. And that night, there is knocking at the door, like just consistent pounding. Oh, no. And the man thinks back to the fact that Herbert was killed in a factory accident and he had to go identify the body, which was all horribly twisted and mangled. Mm. So he realizes that whatever's behind that door isn't really his son anymore. That's a horror story. So he then uh, grabs the monkey's paw, makes his third wish, and when they open the door, there's nobody there. What was his third wish? To put him away again, put him in the ground, like Mm. revert that. So that and Pet Cemetery are examples of stories where... You shouldn't ask for the dead to come back to life. In Pet Cemetery, I think the catchphrase is sometimes dead is better. Um, <laughs> Pet Cemetery has some examples of people coming back to life and it's not good. You should keep it dead. The three Yeah, wishes. I wish I was dead. What? What? I would not wish you back. There's there's three rules. <laughs> Aw. There's three rules in Aladdin that the genie won't grant. One is he can't bring anybody back to life. It's not a pretty picture. Uh, he can't make anyone fall in love with anybody else. And I forget what the last one is. You can't do 3D because it's 2D. Curing uh, my erectile dysfunction? No. Your, your specific... Oh, 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 he can't kill anybody. That was the third one. He can't kill what anybody. What a bunch of shit. If you can't kill somebody, don't even give me wishes. Fuck out of here. What? <laughs> I'm just going to ask you to kill people. Name three people you would kill right now. Me. Oh. <laughs> and then I'll figure the rest out. Um. So yeah, Pulnar. Oh, I think also one of them was you can't we can't wish for more wishes. I think was. I don't think them. he does say that, but that's uh. That's a. I mean, if I had one wish, it would be more wishes. That's Duh. cheating. Um. Yeah, that's what everyone says. I thought I was so smart as a kid when I thought that up. Anyway. Hey, you were pretty smart as yes. a kid, though. Not because of that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Polnareff says, you know, he gets tears in his eyes when he's thinking about what he wants his second wish to be, but he says. I want my sister Sherry and my friend Abdul back from the dead. And it's like, mm. hail to you. And then we, do we just hear like rustling? We hear the, like the sound of the ground being dug up. Yeah. Yes. But why is she naked? Because and she was dead. 
and you hear a woman uh-huh. crying. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I was like, why isn't Smokey need- naked? She doesn't need to be naked. His name's Abdul, and that's a great question. Also, she doesn't have any nipples. She just Yo, looks like a Barbie doll. Why doesn't she have nipples? She I think because it's TV. I think in the comics, she probably has nips. How does that make it better? Well, you're not seeing full on nips. I think if you're going to bring somebody's family member back from the dead, you, you would should like, give them nipples. You'd give them clothes. Or, or can't give them clothes. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he first they do a cool effect that I like where he's standing in this field with tall grass and all the grass gets like blown by wind at once. Like you see the the grass kind of shift and change color. It's very cool looking. Trust me on that. She's crying and he's like, this can't be her. She is buried in France and this is not France. This is some random weird island. Her name's Sherry. Yeah. Her name is Sherry. And she's she's crying and she's crying and she's like, don't come near me. I'm in pain. And, well, yeah, first he sees an, an open, like, grave, like a hole in the ground and footsteps mm-hmm. near it. Yeah. Then he discovers her, and she's naked. And he reaches out to touch her, which, I, look, I don't have a sister, but I feel like if I had a naked sibling, I'd be like, do you want to find, like, something to put on? What? Even if they were dead for years, you wouldn't just, like, be like, hey. No, I'd be like, that's weird. Cover wow. yourself up. <laughs> just feel like it's awkward, like, oh, uh, you're dead. <sighs> There's a house half a mile down the road. Let's, There's um, Abdul's dad's oh, in there. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't knock on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When are you going to be out of the bathroom? Um. So yeah, she's like, "I'm in pain. My body's not complete." And he's like, "Sherry." He's like, so like, um, like filled with emotion from seeing his dead mm-hmm. naked sister. Sherry, Sherry, baby. Very good. Meanwhile, That's four seasons from New Jersey. I was doing that before. I know, but I was cool about it. <sighs> Man. Meanwhile, this is where it go, cuts to the other guys, and they're like, where's Paul Nareth? Yeah, they're and still not doing anything. They're not doing anything, and Joseph just jumps from a boat, and that's it. That's all that happens. Oh, you mean Jotaro does it? I'm sorry, Jotaro jumps from yes. a boat. That's when Jotaro jumps from the Jotaro boat. Jotaro jump! Maybe if she eats Paul Nareth, she'll get nipples. Like, that's what she means. Her body's not, not her complete. eye, not her crazy red eye. Oh, actually, that makes sense. If, yeah. if her, her body's not complete, so that's why she doesn't have nipples. That right. makes sense. And she'll grow her penis back, right? What? Isn't that? Mm-mm, I don't think that's how what that works. Mm-mm. I thought all anyway. Um, I'm gonna end that thought no, right finish there. Your thought. Nope, good. <laughs> and then we cut back to Polnareff, and he's yellow and green because it's intense, I guess. And then Polnareff eventually explains, like, like I-, I love you. I'm happy to see you. And she's like, but you won't like me if you, if you when you see me. And he's like, I'll always love you. I've always loved you. And she's, she's like, going, she's like running faster the grass, and he runs after her. And like he starts having flashbacks about his sister when they were younger and stuff. Which is all added by the anime. Ah. Were you guys worried that they would run into Pokemon in this tall grass? <laughs> and there's like a dead bird. Yeah, what was the dead bird? She ate them. She's been eating. Definitely things. ate the dead. There's bird. There's so much censorship in this in these these episodes. So many black spots mm-hmm. of gore that they just blacked out for the TV. What was it? Well, some of it, the chopped up birds at one point are uh, like that, and then when they bite Polnareff, which is ultimately what happens. Polnareff is like, "I love you," and she's like, "Do you really love me?" One time you were mean to me, and he's like, "Yeah, but I loved you." And then she's, she's like, like, "She's like, what did she say?" She's like. I'm covered in dirt and my hair is a mess. And he's like, Sherry. And he puts his hands on, he puts his hands on his cheeks like, ah. And she's like, you, you'll, you'll hate me. You hated me when we were younger and whatever, whatever. And he's like, I've always loved you. You're my sister. I love you. And she's like, really? And he's like, yes. And she's like, same. And then. What? <laughs> What? You like we're trying to nail the dialogue, and then you just said same. 
Well, she's, she just basically says the same. And then um, she's like crying and she's crying. And, she, and he's like, why are you crying? And she's like, I'm not crying because I'm sad. She, I'm happy. Because I can eat you, brother. And then she, she bites his fucking massive trapezo- trapezius muscle, which is what saves him, is being yoked out. Yeah, he does tons of shrugs, probably. You, you love me, brother. It's okay if I eat you, right? And then she's just... She starts biting him. And then... This she, is traumatizing. She's, is it at this point when, when she's eating him, or is it after Abdul also shows up that Polnareff asks for help from the genie? Which one is it? Not yet. It's Not yeah, yet. You know what? No, it's after this when he starts getting eaten by her and she like... She's very fast, and he can't really do much to stop her. Because he doesn't want to. He's hesitating because it's someone he loves. so traumatizing because this is your sister, and now you're seeing her as this fucking weirdo monster. Hot babe. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This This bird-eating monster. This arc is just a psychological, like, torture for Polnareff. Polnareff gets the worst situations. He gets this. He has to, like, lick poop. He gets yeah. attacked in bathrooms I in general. I think he likes licking poop, though. Okay. So this thing is like eating him, this thing that might have been his sister. And he's like, he's like, Cameo, my third wish is for you to undo this. And then the, the, the best part of the episode is just Cameo just chilling in this like sideways pose and then sits up and goes, nope. He's in a palm tree. Just, oh, yeah. He's like, nah. Like he, nah, son. He, he kind of he <laughs> sings it. He's like, mm, He goes, yeah, Dio. Yeah. He's like, I won't do it. He's Not like, gonna he's do like, it. He's like, make my sister disappear. And he's like, nope. Uh, and then he's like, don't you get it, Polnareff? He's like, I'm a stand. My stand suggests judgment. Yes. The card, the tarot card of judgment. With two E's. He's like, he's like, you know, the power of my stand is to take your wishes and make them out of dirt. Um, Which, okay. <laughs> and is this where the episode ends? Because it ends around here. Oh, I didn't mark where the episode ends. Yeah, but there's a second part that continues the story. Yes. Let's just so. say let's just say this is where it ends. Let's take a break and we'll talk about Judgment Part Two. For in a moment. A word from our sponsor, Mattel. Yay! Congratulations. Yay. Congratulations. We're back. Part two. Congratulations. Batanjobi. We only give them a beautiful house and a beautiful car. Sticky na, I don't know the word. She says <laughs> sticky no. Sticky na kuruma dake desu. Konbawa teres house wa. Her voice. Yeah. What is with her voice? Who re re whatever her name you. is. You. Oh. Her name is you. Sticky na blah blah. Sticky na kuruma dake desu. We're talking about Tara's house again. We should stop because this podcast is not about Tara's house. It's about JoJo's house. We should permit. Per- yeah, okay. what's your friend's podcast about yeah. Terrace House? Yeah, what's our friend's pod- podcast? It's, it's called Tourist House. Tourist. I, I have not listened to too much of it. I've but listened to it. It's pretty good. I like them, and I yeah. like the concept. They're our friends. Hasn't, and I like Terrace House. One of them is Jim, right? Jim yes. has been on the show. Jim has been on the show. Yeah. Yeah. We want Felix the on the show. We have not figured out a good time for Felix to Who's come Felix? up. Who's Felix? Felix uh, is my Filipino friend. Oh, I... No, 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 no. Oh, shit. I... <laughs> <laughs> yes, got him. I wrote into the the audience does not understand why we're laughing yes, about they do. that. Yes, they do. But <laughs> moving on, I wrote into their podcast and asked them a question about their show that they're covering. So it's uh, if you're a fan of me, <laughs> good, good for you, Jackie. If you're a fan of me, listen to their entire podcast for that one question. Congratulations. That I, write, that I wrote in and asked them. Congratulations, Jackie. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. 
Um, we're going to start episode two now of Judgment. Judgment part two. I don't know. What is this? Episode I, a million? We don't know at what point, though, we this episode know. starts or ends. So I whatever. think it pretty much starts with Abdul, uh, Clay, Clay Abdul, Abdul Doppelganger, Abdul, uh, what do you call it when you have like an effigy? Smokey. No, it's not Smokey. Smokey is a different character from Abdul. Stop doing that. You don't just conflate all people of color together. It's, it's don't very do that. rude. That's what I'm doing. Yes, you are. I don't conflate Jotaro and Kakuin. It says here you do. Oh. <laughs> Hang well, on, let me check my notes. Well, I'm racist. But prove me wrong. You're racist. Smokey is Abdul Abdul Smokey. No. By the way, Joe Toto's half. I thought white. we already proved you wrong. Yeah, How? we did. Because Smokey got heavy. Because we see Smokey. And is a mayor in like Atlanta. As an old adult. And How long are you a mayor? For like four years. You lose the weight. Okay. You convert to Islam. You move to Egypt. Do you know how old he'd have to be for that to work? Not that old. He's not a hamon master. He was a baby when Joseph we is, a first hum, saw him. Is, is a hamon master, so he doesn't even look his age, which is like seventy. Abdul is not. He would be like sixty something. He's not sixty something. He's he younger. could be sixty something. Whatever. Um, so at some point, yeah. So Polnareff asks this guy, like, please stop that. And Cameo is like, I'm not going to because I'm a stand user. I'm here to fuck your shit up. And by the way. You already used your third wish. Cause, so he didn't, he didn't have, have to tell one. him. He didn't have to be like, I'm a fucking stand. He could have just been like, nope, you already used your third wish. But see, he didn't confirm. like Because he, he, yeah. for like all the other ones, he's like, is that your wish? Confirming is just a kindness. He doesn't is have to do that. Wish? He yeah. doesn't have to. He doesn't so, have to do any of this. I have a question about the stand. Yes, he does. He ha- So like, he has to get someone to make wishes. His stand is completely useless if nobody makes any wishes. I mean, it's a good like defense bot. Like it can hold people down, it can block swords, mm. but I think yeah, I think he can only make stuff if you ask for it. So I think this guy watched Aladdin like a lot as a kid, and then mm. he got hit with a stand arrow. Did mm. Aladdin even come out when he was? Fine, I'll rephrase. He read the book Aladdin and the Magical Lamp a lot. You happy? He watched yes. a lot of I Dream of Genie. <laughs> ba-da, ba-ba, ba-da, no, da. Oh. there's there's more to that show. I think it was Aladdin. It was part of Arabian Nights that. That, uh, Arabian Night. That series of stories. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Double. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, I was going to say something. What was I going to say about his useless stand? Oh, yeah. There's another stand that's like that, too, isn't there? Where it like y- it, you need to feel bad in order for the stand to be effective. Yeah, well, oh, the, yeah. the, the Guilty Gear stand. The lock. Stop it. <laughs> the lock from part four. Yeah. Uh, that, that asshole. But this is way better than that. This makes flesh-eating zombies out of your memories, and they know things about you. Yeah, but what if you wished, like, I wish your stand was dead? Would he do it? He'd be like, hang on. Yep, it's dead. You got me. And then just be like, no. I feel like the lock one is pretty powerful, TBH. It, it was, but it was lame. Like, it wasn't creative. Oh, I like, like I like no. Well, I like the lock one. I thought it was creative and he used it in very evil ways that upset me. I just meant no. It's creative idea by Araki. It's more creative than this. This is kind of a ripoff of two different stories mm-hmm. that have become tropes. But with this one, it's like you wish for something, you want it, you got it, and it gives you a shitty version of what you want. Like that's a cool thing to see in a comic. You want it. Bang bang bang. You got it. Bang 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 bang. I was listening to the Punch Up the Jam episode about that that came out uh, yesterday. Just or today. bust a move. That song has some stupid lyrics. Oh, I'm in the middle of it. It's pretty great. Great, great music, though. Great hooks, great samples. Dennis Coffee. Um, yeah. Great guitarist. Um, 
where were we? Where were we talking so about? So he's like, you already made your wish. And yes. it's to bring Abdul back. And, and then, then we see... We see Abdul. Abdul, but he's also got the same fucked up eye. Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned that they have fucked up eyes. I briefly mentioned it. They have a fucked up eye. I So my theory about they're, the they're eye... Because not, they're not complete. Oh. My theory about the eye is that the eye... So like he makes these clay people out of dirt and then he puts piece of him inside them so that he can control them it's like a remote control yeah abdul also has a hole in his head from when he got capped in his head oh yeah he lifts up his uh his headband to show polnareff what he did to him Mm -hmm. because he just makes polnareff feel bad and then he also starts biting polnareff there's also trans music trance (laughs) is it trancy yeah i didn't it's trancy music it's trancy music it's like electronic music a lot of the music in this episode is very good I, overall, so, I like the aesthetics of this episode, yeah. like the whole like grassy knoll, grassy field at night. Like I like all that. Abdul scratches him and his fingers fall off. Yes, Abdul's and then he blames fingers. him for his because he's made out of dirt, so yeah. his fingers just kind of break off. He's a dirt man, and he blames Polnara for his hand falling apart. He's like, because of you, I ended up like this, and he shows like a close up of of a hole in his head. Right. A bullet in the uh-huh. head. And then they both knock Polnareff down and start biting him. And they're, they're making like blitzkrieg like strikes on him. Like they jump in, bite him, and then vanish. And then they swing back around. And so Polnareff says to himself, you know, I was so upset or whatever that I was so surprised that I forgot I could pull out Silver Chariot. So then he tries to take out Silver Chariot to slash up these clay idols. But suddenly uh, the judgment stand or cameo, whatever, grabs silver chariot and holds him kind of pins him to the ground mm. also showing the the physical strength that judgment has so is it the name cameo or judgment cameo's the user uh, but he was posing as though he was the stand which is a genie when in reality he's cameo in the ground judgment is his stand oh, okay word up there don't tell me you went through all that just to do that i didn't i just thought okay, of it okay right word up uh, you just keep, keep your throat closed and you go mm. uh, around now is when the sister and Abdul both start eating um, only one of them is naked yes she is naked with no nipples and they're both eating him but it's all blurred out and it kind of looks like it kind of looks like they're eating him out yes I was going to say it looks sexual because it does. like they're Did both you say like, eating him out yes <laughs> or sucking his dick it, certain certain ones look like well they both look like oral sex because we, you just see their their face going crazy like around like a black like kind of oval it's like, blur it's like blur yeah it looks, ignore the it blood it looks like porn ignore like the blood Japanese yeah. porn and it's it's just censored porn Miles you're a pure boy if you didn't think of this yourself because apparently Jackie did too but I know that I was I like did. no no I thought I that wrote, too I just love the idea that they're eating him out <laughs> I wrote eating him out underline that's what I wrote underline some of it looks out. like eating him out but it could at one or two angles it looks like sucking dick too Okay. Um, well, that's yeah. Not what I go back of. and watch. Just ignore the blood. It just looks like going to town on somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, 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 cool. But yeah, it seems bad because he's being bitten a lot and he's bleeding and his vision is getting blurry and he's looking up at the sky. And at one point, he's even like, you know, if I have to get you know die this way by my sister, then I'm happy with that. I'm he okay with that. Death. He's over. He's just like whatever. Le mort. Um, <laughs> but then he. But then he looks up at one point at, at Abdul, who's about to like bite him some more, and he sees two Abduls. And he's like, "Wait, am I seeing things?" And he's like, "I thought I saw two Abduls." And then he rubs his eye. He doesn't see uh, the second Abdul, and he's like, "That's right. I must be close to death because I saw things." But then suddenly, we see. He's like, he's like, "Goodbye, my friends. I pray for your victory." Like he's already like, "I give up. I hope we all. I hope. I hope everybody else makes it." Mm-hmm. 
But then we see that there is a second Abdul behind the clone one, and he, he grabs says, him. He says also when, when he's when he's saying his goodbyes uh, to nobody, he's like, Abdul, I will atone in the next world. Oh, I don't I don't I missed that. Mm-hmm. And is this right when Abdul uh, grabs the fake Abdul and just like puts fire into his head and yeah. makes fire shoot out of his mouth? Because it's the most metal thing yes. I've seen in a while on this show. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yes, he burns the clay. Um, and Abdul has a little fire on his finger. Yes, and he keeps going like... And then Polnareff... He's like, Polnareff, you have matured. And Polnareff says, is that you, like Mohammed Abdul? And Abdul strikes his finger downward and He's says... so cool. And he says, yes, I am. Which is, is a famous uh, panel in JoJo's. I, I believe it's also written as, yes, I am. Uh, meaning in English, not in Japanese. Where do you think he learned English? From the streets of New York? No, I think that he's North African, Middle Eastern, and English is a very popular language, and I, it's fine. Stop. You don't think this is just a display of his New York attitude? No, he's not smoky. Stop it. You're the only one who thinks this. Um, so the we more know- annoyed you are by it, the more Miles is going to do it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I can't just sit here and take it on this podcast out loud in front of the world. <laughs> I will stand up for myself. <laughs> Stand up for Smokey. Stand up for Abdul. I, I will stand proud. Can't hit notes anymore. Um, so then uh, Abdul says to Cameo, he says like, something, it's stupid. He's like, you love saying hail to you, but I am going to bring hell to hell you. Hell to you. Instead of hail to you. He this says, is very metal. <laughs> hell to you. Yeah. And then he pulls out like a seven string. With the and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> a flying V, uh, you know, fiberglass body. Um, the Neck s- through body construction. The stand judgment is also like, no, Abdul, you can't be Abdul. Abdul is definitely dead. He definitely got shot in the head and he's dead. And Abdul is like, no, actually. Yeah, he lays um, down this actually, <laughs> Actually, I got stabbed in the back. And when I got stabbed in the back, that's when I got shot. And when I got stabbed, my head went back. And when my head went back, the bullet just grazed the top, basically like the, it just kind of grazed his forehead. It and left a trench. Going. It wasn't too much of a graze, but it did not go into his brain. All right, all right. It didn't go straight through um, it vertically. It kind of went like horizontally. I accept this explanation. I just hate. Or maybe the other way around. Whatever. That they deceive Paul Nareff. Yeah. for so long including, including on the very island where he still survives yeah. they're like, not good friends he doesn't have to pretend to be his dad he doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't have to do any of that like okay fine you hid that he was dead I'm okay with that that's fine Paul yeah. Nareff has a big mouth he would have spilled it but at this point Paul Nareff is so happy he's like the third wish did come true yeah. because Abdul is alive so uh, yeah and, and uh, uh, oh yeah that's all later they explain why, why they did that with Abdul um, so Abdul then, uh, I think, uh, yeah, the fucking genie throws Polnareff's sister, Sherry, at Abdul, mm. and Abdul, like, explodes her with fire, I think. Um, although, no, prior to that, there's a scene where Polnareff hugs Sherry. Get it, Jackie. Um. <laughs> I'm just chugging the wine. Yeah, Jackie took a <laughs> chug of wine. Uh, where, yeah, Sherry is thrown at Abdul, he blocks it, she breaks in half, and Polnareff takes her torso and hugs her. But then says something about, he's like, he like gets over it. And then he stabs her through the chest with Silver Chariot. And it's a very artfully drawn scene because his arm becomes Silver Chariot's arm. It's really cool looking. And then it's, it's pretty cool. Symbolically, it's like, yeah, I, I, I know that you're just a clay doll, which is sort of a slow on the uptake 
kind of thing, Polnareff. Um, yeah, but it symbolizes that he's done trying to, uh, I don't know. What see the past again or something? He just doesn't care about his sister anymore. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's like, I got someone that's really alive. <laughs> Did you think later in the episode, he's like, and my sister's also still alive, right? And like, no, 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 she's dead. <laughs> Definitely dead dead she never got her nipples back yeah that's when you're really naked by the way when you take off all your clothes and you take off your nipples mm-hmm. that's when you're truly mm-hmm. truly she's like naked. a barbie yeah i've never been that naked yeah good for you you're a never nude um so yeah then Paul, then i think abdul explodes the rest of sherry um and then he goes and attacks i wrote down i don't remember um exactly what the context was here but i wrote you're a clay doll fuck you i don't know <laughs> I don't think anyone says that. Polnareff says that when he realizes that he doesn't need his sister's clay doll. You're a clay doll. Fuck you. He doesn't quite say that. It's a little bit more artistic. (laughs) Um, Then there's something where Abdul and the genie fight. Oh, and Abdul is like, I take back my statement. You have not matured. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then the colors. No, it's the other way around. He says you haven't matured at all when he first first sees Polnareff again. And later he says, I'm sorry. I apologize for what I said before. You have matured a little bit. Um, Also, before... Um, all the colors had turned like green and yellow, but now they turn pink and green. I wrote this mm-hmm. down. And then, I don't know what it means. Well, I think it's inspired by different covers. Usually, when they, when Araki would do the colored covers for when I they, when they compile it, I think it's symbolic. Pink and green I are think opposite the colors. Pink symbolizes femininity, and the green symbolizes envy. Why do you have to say it like that? Like what? Like an asshole. Pink and green are opposites. So I don't think they are actually. No, they are. No. No, red and green are opposites. Pink is a secondary color that's red mixed with white. I think that, but you wouldn't it, call pink that a is secondary. actually a tertiary color. Pink is just light red. No, pink is just light red. Yeah, but there's no such thing as a light color, though. Yeah, there is. Green is a secondary. There's color. light blue. Wrong. There's light green. There's light. Yeah, there's the three primary colors, and green is a secondary. It color. It depends if it's you're a combination talking... of blue and yellow. Yeah. that's if you're talking about paint and light. The primary colors are red, green, and blue, and yellow is a combination of green and blue. Well, I'm not. And we're looking at anime, baby, which is not painted anymore. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, Smokey's Abdul. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How did we get back onto this stupid idea? <laughs> because we're drinking wine. And you're I'm not. not. You're I'm, not. This is a, this you're is over sparkling here water. not drinking wine. And so this we guy got went, all the creative ideas over here. He went here. from a lawless street kid to a groundbreaking oh politician. God. To a devout Muslim, and now he's like letting loose. All right. By the way, to dead to not dead. Can yeah. I just say that I kind of had hoped that Abdul would come back with like a new magician's red, like a Shin magician red, you know, mm. with like a powered up one. But they they didn't like do that. Super Saiyan magician's red. Yeah, something like, like that. Like uh, Sailor Moon, uh, fucking Super S or whatever. I don't know. Don't say whatever. Like I know. I don't um, know. She got like a piece of yellow ex- on her skirt. With the music <laughs> and stuff, I was excited to see Magician's Red again. And then when he jumped out, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I hate that his like bottom bird half just looks like sweatpants. It just looks like frilly sweatpants. <laughs> what do you mean sweatpants? It's not cool looking. You don't want your stand to look like it's just like home for a lazy Sunday. <laughs> like, I don't want that. Listen, times have changed, dude. You can wear sweatpants out. First of all, no, you can't. Yeah, it's called athleisure. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, awful. <laughs> um, but whatever. The point is that Abdul at some point goes to kick a cameo or judgment rather. Judgment, and is, judgment like, is like, what a slow kick. And ju- judgment is like, tell me your three wishes, Abdul. And it's like, dude, you really think they're going to like, why? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. So before what I was saying, you are correct. Abdul then says, make it four. And before mm. the genie can go like, I no, it's a three. I do three. 
and then he goes to kick uh, Judgment, and Judgment is like, "What a slow kick!" But it ends up like burning away part of his face, and he screams. And he's like, "My first wish is for you to scream in pain," and it came true. And then he says, "My second wish," and he has a magician's red do red bind, where he ties like a fiery rope around his neck. Mm. And then that's when he says, like, my second wish was for you to... Scream in fear. And then there's um, a third thing that he does. The, your, the third wish is for, or is for him to cry in regret. Yeah, and that's here. He hits him again, knocking him up into the air. Listeners, how many times do you cry in regret? And then the genie goes like, poof. And they're like, oh, he, he, van- he he's running away again. He just runs away. And Polnareff goes to like run like some direction and, and, and Abdul grabs him and is like, wait, he's like, don't, we should listen. We should, you know, with how powerful the stand is, he, mm-hmm. the user has to be nearby. Yep. And so they kind of walk around for a bit. They just search the grass. And they eventually see like a little clearing and up from the dirt is this bamboo pole and they spot it. And I think first Polnareff puts a leaf over it yeah and a leaf goes like up in the air and lands back in the pipe and then up in the air and they realize that someone is using it as a breathing tube so the user has buried himself in the ground and is just breathing by having this bamboo pole shoot up through the ground and they put a bunch of stuff in it they put dirt in it they put a spider they put ants a lit match and it, it all comes back up when we hear the guy coughing you would think that this guy would be like oh fuck they found me let me get the fuck out of here i don't think he can you, you don't think he can... There's no escape? I he guess he does like, eventually. I, he didn't really think this through. He should have made like a tunnel that takes him out the other side or something. Mm, yeah. <laughs> he didn't think this through. That's not that smart to leave yourself like, with an obvious hole that everyone's yeah, going to shit in. You're super vulnerable now. Like yeah. if they find you, they can just take away your bamboo pipe and cover you and just bury you alive and now you can't breathe and you're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Abdul says something like, let us engage in the ritual of male bonding to which yeah to which i say what what <laughs> ritual exactly is that's, this that's my question i don't understand male bonding we don't do this i'm not a guy so we do not do this is this what you do it is fun to pee outside when you're a boy but <laughs> we don't we don't do it together there's no stream crossing or anything like that it might mm-hmm. happen when you're a kid because you have to like use the same spot when you're camping and you're scared to go alone or whatever yeah, but now but, I kind of want to do it. But not, not, It looks you, so fun. You got to find somebody else. Um, Mark. No, <laughs> I won't do it. Unless we find a really bad guy buried in the ground. Then I'll be like, all right, this is the, this is the most appropriate time if there was one. We'll be heroes. <laughs> we could be heroes. Let's <laughs> just do <laughs> all of Bowie's late 70s catalog in reference to pissing on someone. <laughs> women, um, uh, women don't piss together either, just in case you were wondering. Yeah, that's good. But just, don't just women go to the bathroom together sometimes? Yes, but that is for protection to look out for each other because we are afraid. Are you guys talking to each other in the bathroom and just farting while like discussing things? Uh, That is not what I do. Oh, you're missing out. What? (laughs) Hypothetically. (laughs) I don't know. Girls in school would always go to the bathroom together. And I'm like, do you guys also have to be self-conscious and not fart around each other? I think women don't really fart in the bathroom unless they think that they're alone. That's what you're supposed to do in there. Yeah. That's That's so sad. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so believe it or not, we're about to say this, Abdul and Polnareff pee in the bamboo breathing pipe and Abdul starts laughing and says to Polnareff, like, laugh, Polnareff, this is where you would laugh. And Polnareff is like, is Abdul okay? He's like, Abdul, did you, did your personality change when you almost died? Right. Yeah. Cause he was in a coma for a while after getting 
shot in the head. Yeah. And eventually so somehow... So Abdul is permanently brain damaged. Um, mm, like Joseph. Like Joseph, Joseph yeah. is temporarily brain damaged, we decided. Okay, they're all temporarily brain damaged. No. Um, then the guy somehow digs his way out. This this guy, Cameo, the actual stand user. He comes out like spilling piss from his mouth. Like you see a shot of him <laughs> and there's just that. yellow yeah, liquid he everywhere. He got piss it's in his mouth. so gross. Yeah. At and, least he wasn't like, ooh, I love it, daddy. Ugh. And he's wearing goggles uh, to be underground or for golden showers. Yeah. Or both. Because it would sting your eyes, the piss. I'm not going to try it. But. And, yeah. And the magician's red, like, burns him. And. Like, it, instantly. Well, that's it's like cartoony. That's the, the, the fourth wish, Abdul says. My fourth wish is to. Because the guy says, like, oh, please forgive me. He's like, I won't do anything again. And Abdul says, my fourth wish is that I won't have to listen to any of your wishes, which is a lame one-liner. Yeah, he but, says it in a thick New York accent, too. He's got a lot of swagger right it. now. No. But then he, he just goes like, and it's like not violent or anything. Yeah, the guy just turns into like a sort of blackface. Yeah, I was uh, like, I wrote down. Cartoon character. I wrote down, it looks like Sambo. And then I looked up what Sambo was just now to make sure that that's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looks like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of fucked up. It's a little racist. Yeah. It, it's, it's like Jinx in Japan and not in America. Where you're like the the the, the, the character though is white ish. What is the character? Oh, cameo. Yeah, cam cameo. I, it's hard to tell. Cameo has that big mask on his face. What's his race? Word up. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. It looks Caucasian to me. But I mean, not that dark. Let's say that. Yeah. Who knows what cameo is? But okay. Definitely not him, as dark as he ends burnt up. Burnt him and made him look like. Sam. Regardless, it's like the eyes and the lips and the mm-hmm. hair are all kind of sambo ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listeners, if you want to be sad, Google Sambo, mm. uh, and just like, you know, racist cartoons from forever. Just learn all about it. Anyway, so <laughs> learn with, all about with it. Cameo done, they eventually link back up with Joseph, Kakyoin, and Jotaro, and they're walking towards the boat, and Polnareff comes out, and he's so happy and ready to show off what he found. He's like, look, guys, it's Abdul. Look, it's Abdul. Are we so happy? It's Abdul. And they're literally like, they're literally like, yo, Abdul, what's up? And they're like, yeah, anyway, we're going to get on the boat now. And, and Abdul's, Abdul's like, like, I'm walking here. No, he's not. He's like, I'll carry this bag. And Polnareff's like, you guys don't care? And they're like, oh, yeah, we knew he was here. We were just keeping it from you because we knew that he survived. But, and Kakyoin says, uh, because you have a big mouth. And then he's like, no, because you always tell the truth. He like makes it into a good thing. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, and he goes, I didn't think you'd be this hurt. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. They basically say, yeah, we knew, but we just, we didn't want to say to anybody where he was so he could recover in peace away from Dio's followers. And we didn't tell you because you would blab about it. And then no one asks, well, why did you keep up the charade when I was on the island and already saw him? And did you buy him silver spray paint for his hair? I already did all this. Mm. But yeah, so he's just like offended and they're like, sorry. And it's just another way that Polnareff is like the most traumatized Stardust Crusader of them all. They're not even that sorry. They're, they're like, really not. They're like, listen, Polaris, you got a big mouth. You're unable to lie, so we couldn't. We couldn't just tell you. We this did stuff. this for your own good. We did this for Abdul's own good because you would have fucking outed him like immediately. Right. And yeah. Their ex- their explanation is that like he needed time to recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I relate. I I can't lie either. Yeah, I'm not good at keeping secrets. Yeah, but who would you be lying to? Dio follower comes up to you and is like, "Hey, you know Abdul?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, the alive guy." <laughs> oh, Abdul, um, mm, he, mm. yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. He's definitely not recovering in India right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Just be go- like going up to a babe at the car dealership and just be like, 
hey, you know, if you were Abdul, who's totally uh, alive. If you were Abdul, <laughs> you'd be al- alive on an island right now. Yeah. Here's the coordinates. But then at the end, Joseph's like, anyway, I had Abdul on this island so he could help me procure something. And then they're like, look out there in the ocean. That's our next method of travel or whatever. And Polnareff's like, where? I don't see anything. And then a fucking gigantic submarine comes out of the water. And so here we have our 50th mode of transportation, the submarine. Is a yellow submarine. No, they don't all live in it. It's not yellow. It is yellow. Is it yellow? It's like yellow and orange. Do you think it's a reference to yellow submarine? I thought all submarines were yellow. Oh. No, they're not. It's not true. (laughs) I just feel like I always see them as yellow in cartoons. One of them is gray. What's interesting is that they end up in an octopus's garden later from the submarine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They actually go through that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're like, help. It's a Beatles album. Um, These are all. Okay. Um, and that's that's where this episode ends. And that has been Judgment. Woo! I like Judgment. I don't like this arc ending with p- piss play. I'm not a fan of that. No, I think it's funny. But I think the stand is really cool. I love the voice actor. I think starting now, the show gets more immature. Mm. I, I, know, I know specifically which... One of the episodes you're thinking of, definitely, and I, I still think it's really funny, but I know what you're talking about. Do you? You're talking about Joseph Abdul later. Am I? Yes. What is that? I don't remember. Were there... I'm not talking about that. No, no, it's the Mariah thing. Okay, are you also thinking about Iggy? Oh, that is immature. Iggy, I'm thinking about I- Iggy, but Iggy yeah, yeah, farting yeah. directly it's in just, people's I feel breathing like tubes. I remember, like, passage. after this, I was like, okay, this show's getting, like, progressively... It's really, it's like when Iggy comes in, things just get more mat- immature. Yeah, but we also have... There's a lot of piss and shit and, like, gay jokes. But you know what we get to see, which just sounds like my life. You know what we get to see soon? Not soon, but in this back half, is we get to see Oingo Boingo. I ah. like Oingo Boingo. What's Oingo Boingo? Nothing. Wait, you don't know Oingo Boingo? No, he doesn't know Oingo I, I, Boingo. I thought, I thought they would have been in, in, the, in no. the part four, too. Nah, They're it's not? too much of an aside. Nah. Mm. But it's great. Is that another iteration of Smokey? Yep, yeah. everything is smoky. Mm-hmm. It's part of the smoky verse. Yeah. Is where JoJo's Bizarre Adventure now <laughs> takes place. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Next time we're going to be covering uh, like multiple arcs, but just due to time constraints and the fact that we already covered some of it, we're going to be moving through it a little bit faster. You'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk You'll about it. You'll see it. Please You'll follow us it. on Twitter. It's at JJBpod. When Send I say it. at, that's shift two. It's mm. called arroba in uh, Spanish. It's mm-hmm. like an A with a circle around it. Yes. So look for JJB Pod on Twitter. It'll have that A in front of it. So it's yes. not A JJB Pod, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Email us thoughts at Jojo's Bazaar Pod at gmail.com. And please. Please, we love your emails. We love your please, emails. Please uh, rate and review us. Specifically, rate us five stars on iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. Even if you don't use iTunes, you probably have a fucking Apple account. Just go find JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. And I haven't done this. Give it five stars. Please do it. No. It helps us out. You can follow us on SoundCloud as well. JJB Pod there. We're on mm-hmm. Twitch and Reddit and st- we're just everywhere. I work in the same building as SoundCloud now. Oh, can you please go to really? that? Really? Yeah. Wait. I think on the same floor. Really? Yeah. My friend works. No, my friend doesn't work at SoundCloud. Never mind. Should I go over and be like, hey. Uh, How do we get more listens? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. I should do Say, that. Say, when are you working on your analytics? <laughs> when are you like, going to add podcasts as a category? Can you advertise us? Should I sneak in Catherine Zeta-Jones style and fudge our numbers? Yes. Yeah, slide your butt between lasers. Yeah, my thick butt. What if that whole scene was just her having to navigate her butt between lasers? Like, none of the the rest of her, like, <laughs> her They're body. just hitting her face or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care about that. The alarm's ringing. The jewel is gone. It's Entrapment just her butt. was the movie. Entrapment. Entrapment. With Michael Douglas. He's like, I thought you were size eight, but I got you a six because you'd look better in it or whatever. Ugh. Ving Rhames. <laughs> that wasn't Ving Rhames. That was Sean Connery you were doing. Sean Connery. Yeah, but Ving Rhames is the guy that, that tells him our dress size. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why'd you say Michael Douglas? Because they're married. Yeah. Actually, isn't she married to Kirk Douglas? No, it is Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Douglas would be pretty, it's a bridge too far. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, Abdul Smokey. Write us emails. That's getting cut out. Come on.